Hey, 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 everyone. Welcome to episode 75 of Michigan Brews, uh, our big brew day recap episode. 75. 75. I know. Three quarters of the way to 100. It's kind of uh, crazy. I think we started this uh, just about this time two years ago. Uh, Didn't we start had to have been two years ago. My kid just turned two. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so. he's, he's our, our timekeeper. I think our anniversary is actually like next week. Didn't we have a show like on my birthday? I think. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll go look. Episode. Oh, yeah. It was like while I was in the hospital. And and you couldn't you still you didn't join us, but you know, I, that's I, I still, we, we forget. Yeah, you. I, I should right. have. <laughs> kid, kid number two, I'll bring my gear with me. Well, for those listening to the podcast later, uh, it's us three, the uh, the Jordan, the Brian, and the Jason, and we are also joined tonight by uh, Matt McQuillan. Matt, hello. Hello. What's up, buddy? How are you doing tonight? I'm living the dream. Thanks for having me, <laughs> fellas. Absolutely. Uh, so we'll get into this in a bit when we start talking about Big Brew Day, but uh, Matt was our gracious host for our uh, I don't know, brew facility, our, our entire open parking lot area for uh, Big Brew Day for... Uh, our homebrew club, the Keepers of Craft. So, uh, Matt, thank you very much for hosting us and letting us hang out with you all Saturday. Ah, it's my pleasure, man. That's how uh, I was kind of the uh, part of the reason why I wanted to get involved with that is because I knew I had that open space and stuff where I could keep a bunch of uh, different equipment. So when you have a big operation like that, you can, you know, you have, there's always extra this and that. And, uh, and it's, it, I, I don't know for me brewing with a group of people is way more fun than just going and doing a brew by yourself or what yeah. you know like the more the more people you have the more you can talk beer nerd stuff to uh it's awesome so it's always my pleasure we should do more of it more of them out there in my opinion definitely maybe we can look to set something up like a every other month or every quarter or something like that yeah i definitely, I definitely don't mind hauling my stuff around so even if it just ends up being a couple of groups of people brewing a beer together you know, maybe, oh, yeah. maybe we can all brew like the same style and pitch different yeasts. I know we've done experiments yeah, like that and stuff. It's in good. The, past. To, um, the last big brew day that we had out there wasn't nearly as big as this year's, but uh, I think we did a we did a smash IPA and everybody picked a different hop. Yeah, and, and then we judged it at at Doster's um, place when we had the next meeting or whatever. Yep. yep. Um, so we could do something fun like that, you know, because there's always some new hop or new yeast or something that we can it's fun to experiment with to see what it actually does to the flavor always oh. something to play with yep for sure well since we have you and you uh you already are you know running your mouth over there what uh what are you what are you drinking tonight <laughs> me yeah well again uh ham the ham's glass uh, the ham's glass it looks you too dark to be a ham's you got it yeah it's definitely not uh, any type of hams, but uh, it's a great receptacle to drink out of. Uh, it's one of my home brews. Um, it's kind of, it's pretty young, but I made a, my attempt at a Baltic Porter. Ooh. Um, but did you bring it, that out Saturday? I don't know if I tried that. I didn't. Um, I, um, but I do want, uh, that's kind of why I wanted to bring this out. Uh, I want you guys to uh, taste it and tell me whether it's a Porter or Baltic Porter, because I, you know, I don't know. I, I got you. I, I don't have I don't drink enough Baltic porters to go. Yeah, that tastes like a Baltic porter. And I also got uh, I tried to find one at like Megabev. They, they, they you can't find a Baltic porter. Apparently, oh, no, it's, the, no, not at all. it's the white whale of beers to make and drink. So you, you missed the timing by by just a little bit. Bell's had one like two months ago, I think. Ah. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah. I don't know of any like commercial Baltic porters like bells on top of my head. I mean bells. Yeah, but I I looked on uh, the BJCP web or or, like you know the breakdown just because they always give like those commercial whatever, and it's nothing I've ever like. It's no breweries that I heard of. It's almost like it's a you know a specialty at at a small breweries or something. Mm -hmm. It just I don't think it gets mass produced a lot. No, but. Anyways, it's a porter. I think it tastes all right, but I, I, I kind of, I don't know. I think I told Jason this the other night when I was making or when I was um, talking to him that I tried to do a lager yeast at a low temperature, which mm-hmm. is acceptable for the style. Well, you can also use a lager yeast, but I used a ale yeast. I'm sorry, at a, at a low temp. Oh, okay. Sorry, a- ale yeast, and instead of a lager, because the original ones that i did the research they did it with ale yeast but it's mm-hmm. in the baltic sea so it was cold got it and so i tried to get it down but my fermentation chamber was running and running i'm like jesus it's at 68 i can't i'm trying to get it down to you know 62 ish mm-hmm. and uh i finally pulled the temp gauge out because i got the one that drops down in so you can, i pulled it out it was 52 degrees and oh, temperature I mean, all right as long as, so long as like, it's fermenting yeah but I mean, like it's fermenting, but inside the liquid was like 68. I, I only got it down to like 64 for two or three days at the end. So it was, I don't know, it was, it was uh, interesting. But anyways, long explanation of I'm drinking a porter. <laughs> I can't wait to try it. What about, what about you, Jordan? Uh, well, first, before I go into that, because um, Matt having the uh, dark beer in a ham's glass, uh, I want to see a Ham's Dark come out at some point. If somebody at Ham's is mm. listening, let's uh, <laughs> let's 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 make it happen. Uh, I will buy it. Yeah, oh, do they have, have like least... a consumer feedback page? Yeah, you'll have at least one customer. Okay, I'm, I'm going. I'm looking right. All right. Okay. <laughs> <Jason> <laughs> All right. We, we can send a right. whole homebrew club at him. Come on, Ham's Dark. That sounds wonderful. All right. Uh, but so this is uh, this is kind of a, a big episode for me because uh, I think this is the first time in a year I'm drinking my own homebrewed beer. Oh hell yeah! Oh, yeah, beer. Yeah, yeah. 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 cider. Yeah. yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. No, I still have cider. I'm just excited to have my own, you know, beer on tap now. Um, so this Which is, is a, a IPA. Um, oh, awesome. Yep. Uh, was was targeted to be a, a pale ale. Kind of overshot it on the hops a little bit because I kind of I wasn't planning on brewing this. I just kind of shot from the hip, um, and decided to do an overnight mash and threw a whole, bun- whole bunch of different hops that I've never used in before. <laughs> um, it turned out opaque as all get out, so it's like almost hazy, oh, which I wasn't <laughs> yeah. planning on at all. Um, but you know it's. It's got an okay. It's got an all right nose. Tastes all right. I'm I'm happy with it. Drinkable it's, it's beer. beer. Yeah. It's beer. Yep. I'm happy with it. So that's what I've got in my glass. What about uh, What about you, Jason? Uh, I'm I'm being that guy tonight. I'm actually drinking out of an appropriate glass. I'm just drinking Guinness. <laughs> Is that a Guinness in a Guinness glass? A Guinness in a Guinness glass. Perfect. Very very good. Keep it light. And uh, I did some digging, and our anniversary is actually Wednesday. Our first show was on the 11th oh. of May. So happy anniversary. That means Close we've uh, been doing about 33, cheers. 34 episodes a year. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Cheersies. Clinky. Yeah, definitely cheers. We should, uh, 
you know, you should have like a special little half an hour. Anybody that wants to join uh, that's been watching, come in and have a pint together and just kind of BS for 30 minutes. You don't have to make a show out of it we, we, or, you know, a special we, anniversary one. I was going to say, we kind of tried to do that for Thanksgiving and it turned into a four hour shit show. So. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, the invite is open. Uh, I, I opened it up to the homebrew club earlier and uh, and you bit, Matt. So thank you for that. But if <laughs> yeah, anybody... No does want to join uh, let us know in chat we can we can get you a link so um i uh i haven't been uh, able to uh watch and participate as much uh, in the show just with life being life and i had uh I, I didn't have anything going tonight so i was more than happy to jump on it it's a beautiful evening to be uh hanging out with us outside as i know yeah, your view is amazing inside. <laughs> I, I mean i don't get me wrong i like inside but that's where my children are so this is like probably <laughs> the only place i can actually have a conversation <laughs> did anybody turn on their ac yet yes did you <laughs> yeah i did in the car does that count yeah no i, I, I think did it's in the car on the way home but not not in the house yet I actually, uh, so I, you know, since this is a show about Big Brew, I came home from Big Brew Day, sunburned, and and hot and sweaty and dirty and and happy. And uh, I think the first thing I did is I walked in the door and turned on the air conditioner. So nice. That's fair. <laughs> it's fair. Yeah. A sunburn I mean, is you know, an air conditioner. We're gonna hit this week's. I mean, I don't know what we hit today, but we're supposed to be well up in the eighties. Uh, you know, all week long. And so I, yeah, I turned it on. Although I'm, I'm flying out in the morning, so I guess I don't really care. Mm. You're going to someplace hotter, right? Uh, yeah, I'm heading to Texas in the morning. Oh, nice. Unfortunate for you. Very sorry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> don't knock a girl up. She will have to have it. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is, you said it was an adult show, right? I'm, it's okay. it is. It's an adult show. Okay. Sorry, it was just a joke for anybody that has an opposing opinion. <laughs> so, Big Brew Day. Um, Big Brew Day. What What is Big Brew Day? Let's start. I, I was I was hoping that you would ask. So and, and so it's funny that before the show started, actually, um, I was going and seeing what the you know quote unquote official definition of like big brew day was and uh on the uh, aha's website this year uh they say and i hit it up for a sec here but they say that uh, uh in 1988 may 7th was announced before congress as national homebrew day and then the American Homebrewers Association created Big Brew Day as an annual event to celebrate National Homebrew Day around the world. Um, so Big Brew Day is supposedly the first Saturday in May to celebrate National Homebrew Day, which is May 7th every year. And I didn't realize the May 7th part uh, before today as National Homebrew Day because that's my birthday. So apparently my birthday every year is National Homebrew Day, and I didn't know that <laughs> until today. But I went and tried to fact check that, and a couple websites I went to uh, said that National Homebrew Day was actually the first Saturday of May, which would be Big Brew Day. So I don't actually know what's right. Uh, I, I want to believe it's my birthday because, you know. Did, did we did we clarify if Big Brew Day and National Homebrew Day are the same day, or can those be exactly? Independent? That's what I can't find. I, okay. I 
I am willing to go out on a limb, call it a May thing, but there is Memorial Day and observed Memorial Day. Uh, I'm yeah, going to say yeah, May yeah. 7th is National Homebrew Day and Big Brew Day is the observation of that day. That's beautiful. I think look at that. Just look, yeah. Laying down with the that. logic. Okay. I'm done with <laughs> that. That's it. I'm done for the year. Yeah. <laughs> call, call it off. Call yeah. them to work. Calling the dogs off. I'm mm-hmm. I'm good. I did it. So what the the AHA does then for like big brew days, they they gather up like all of their members and they uh, say, hey, you know, can we get like people to pledge that they're going to brew like five gallons of beer, ten gallons of beer, or whatever this year? And uh, uh, this year it looks like they got like 887 pledges from 51 states and territories to brew. 6,607 gallons of beer. Um, Does that include us? Did, did all of 30 us countries around pledge? I pledged <clears throat> only because I, I got an email about it like a month ago. And it's like, you know, hey, go and pledge that you're going to brew or whatever. So I'm sure that more beer was brewed that day than, you know. Oh, I've, I've brewed on Big Brew Day months, but... multiple times and I've never pledged. Yeah. I should. I'm yeah. a, I'm a bad aha no. <laughs> yeah, i honestly didn't know it was a thing or i would have got on and did it <laughs> so apparently Next i'm year. bad too i probably got the email that's that's the worst part same um <laughs> no, lots of homebrew clubs do like lots of different things for the event um in previous years keepers of craft our homebrew club has gotten together with uh breweries like one well and uh we've brewed the same recipe all of the members on our own homebrew systems to then combined together with like a half batch that one well brews and we can mix all, all of the wort together and they ferment it and uh then sell it uh, but they pay for the ingredients so it's okay um so we've done things like that in the past i think we have a uh i might still have some cans of like an imperial brown ale that we did at one point in time that might have been that that might have uh, been a big brew day thing maybe. i can't 100 percent remember didn't um, we do like a cot buster? We, yeah, I think uh, like long, that was like one of the first ones, like long ago. Yeah, and I don't, I don't know for a fact that that was a big brew day one because I don't necessarily remember pouring molasses into my brew pot. I definitely remember pouring it into theirs, but I don't remember. Oh yeah, oh, I, I don't know if that was like for big brew day, but like before the club got big. Yeah, it was definitely some club event that we did, so I don't remember. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't but, know. Uh, this year the club got together and we broke uh, out into seven, I think teams of three and we designated four really generic styles. I think we did a uh, wheat beer, Belgian beer, um, stout, the stout and Porter. Yeah. Yep. And then English beer so. maybe or something I, like that. I hope stout and Porter's in there. Otherwise I'm in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> <Whoop. laughs> We're in trouble. Matt, we, <laughs> we, we done fucked up. Yeah. Ron says that was a Christmas party, so the the cut uh, Oh, oh, okay. Oh, you know what? I remember that now. That was like our first or second Christmas party, wasn't it? What? No, it was I don't think I don't think ago. it was. This was when they were in their small their small facility, and we could go outside. It was nice out. Pretty sure. Was that when you know. did it in the back there? Yeah. It was when Winwell like, was brewing at their brewery. And they brewed, that's, yeah. that's right. You guys did it all out back because I didn't brew that day, but I stopped in with the family and kids because we had something going on. And I just stopped and hung out for a while and had a couple uh, beers. But you guys did all that. That was like six six years ago, maybe? Yeah, five, at least, six yeah. years ago. There was like no was, room to move around back there. 
Yeah, because OneWall had just bought their uh, production facility. Remember, we had a meeting there, and it yep. was like before it was made. Like this is going to be this. This is yeah. It was just empty. Yeah. yeah. It was that same. That. It was that same year. It's like <laughs> the inception of our club, really. And yep. then you guys brewed in the back there. That's when that happened. If I re- if that's how my memory remembers it. Anyway. Yeah. Ron's Ron's chiming in here. Was it, that wasn't that wasn't the brown that we canned? Okay, I don't remember. <laughs> I'm, to, I'm sure somebody has notes somewhere of like the the beers that we've actually brewed, but one of them might have yeah. been their first uh, their first New England IPA. Even I feel like I feel like we did a New England IPA for them. Once. I think so. Really, I do. I really do think so. I think that was the beginning of Rift, right? But I'm not 100 percent sure, so don't quote. You know me what? That. I, I think you're right because that's that's one I didn't get to try. I've been there. I've tr- I've got. I've been able to try all of them except for one, and it was an IPA. There was a red at one point in time too, uh, and I feel like we had a clever name for it, some sort of like red IPA, but I don't remember, <laughs> I don't remember what it was. I think the red IPA was the uh, beer battle at, with Collab at Bright Eyes. That okay. was the that was the um, hoppy. We had like a hoppy red ale. Yeah, maybe that was the one that had the. Yep, and we did have okay. a clever name. It was like red rum, or I. Think. Yeah, yeah. What was it? Yeah, was it that, was something like that. that yeah, you like might have been right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, so this year we we broke into uh, seven teams, and uh, uh, who, who was it? somebody? Somebody's team. I won't. I won't say any names but they they brewed a really hoppy wheat beer that looked really new englandy even though ipa wasn't one of the styles so i guess they're they're pushing the envelope there a little bit but you know i'm not i'm not i'm not you know i'm not gonna say anything if that's what they want to do then that's what they can do but (laughs) we had uh i'm looking at my list here we had an english mild uh you guys did a porter uh jason yeah uh we got english brown ale from patrick and his team matt you said you guys ours is going to be a foreign extra we we were i didn't see uh, jason or jordan you weren't there at the end uh at 1062 was our okay readout so it's going to be a six and a half so i'm going to call it a foreign extra Stout. All right. Yep, that works. Using like a Imperial Darkness for the yeast or something, or no? Actually, we went with uh, one of the West Coast. Was that Omega One? Is that what we found? I don't. I don't yeah. think Omega we Two. We wanted to do it. We wanted to get an Omega Omega Two, but Omega One was our backup, and that's what Chris found up in Grand Rapids. Okay. So Omega. So it's it's it, it's going to be a hopefully you know it should clean out because it's basically um like you know whatever oh yeah, one or, or yeah it's it's yeah so we'll see um i i tend to when i when i brewed them i'm interested to see how this one turns out because when we when i have brewed similar beers before i always used either the pub or uh, the tartan the scotch yeast in there so i want to see how this 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 works with it those are my go-to yeast too for like the the stronger well i guess six point what'd you say six point two it's not like super strong, but I, I like. Well, no, no, no. A 1062 was our. Oh, that was your so, gravity. Okay. So it could get down to 
or it could get up to what six and a half seven percent depending on how yeah how much it dries out yeah before an extra yeah but that yeah that's for an extra st- uh, uh, range if i remember correctly sorry i like foreign extras they're good i love them yeah i, I guinness foreign extra is my favorite you know yes go go to like commercial style i guess they're commercial for sure but um i love get, uh, guinness for an extra i think it's really good you know i wanted to share the uh this 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 picture here because that's that's the that's the homebrew club that uh that was out there for the day um so yeah thanks for everybody for joining yeah it was it was a great turn yeah actually i mean like i you know we're still missing a few because a couple had to like jordan had a family uh, family things to do which is understandable and uh we yeah we had a great turnout man what a it was a great and the day was great i mean holy cow the beer beer god smiled on us uh on saturday for sure it was literally raining like all week and then it was uh like 70 degrees and sunny so yeah just gorgeous what was the what was the poll going around there uh how many uh um burnt next do we have oh yeah <laughs> and, and it was definitely more uh burnt than not burnt oh i got i got fried yeah yeah shana specifically told me to put on sunscreen and i didn't well, we got uh out of the out of the people that we got voting we had uh seven votes for burned five for not and uh one for my neck was already burned to shit after uh going to new orleans so yeah in my defense, I would have been burned as shit, but I my I brewed inside. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that saved me. Half the day I was not outside. So it that's, felt that's like my... every time every time I was like, fuck, you're in the sun, you know, go go under one of the what seven canopies that we had. And then next thing you know, I'm saying back out in the sun again talking. So I, I felt you like do, I was under the canopy a lot. Don't get under the green one. It alters the colors. It, it screws everything up. <laughs> oh, I, I still have to send a fucking apology to Mark because my green canopy made all the food look the same. <laughs> Wait, what? So what happened? Is it? Oh, nothing. It's a, it, no, I mean, we, put, it's the, we put the food table under my green canopy, and and it, and it was it was slightly challenging, maybe, to tell the difference between potato salad and uh, guacamole. Cool, cool. Spot. Oh no! Cool yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was all good food. Figure it out, Mark. Right. <laughs> put, put put stuff on your plate. <laughs> eat and enjoy. Yep. Yeah. Then take it out in the sun and figure out what you want to eat and what you don't. Yeah. Yep. That's that's more fun. Maybe you'll try more things because you don't know what they are. Or just mix it all together. You know? I like it. It's a it's a it's a stew. <laughs> Speaking of trying things, I had a fish taco. And it didn't kill me. I'm oh, still alive. And in you. fact, I could even go as far as saying that I enjoyed it. Wait, what? Wait, so. how have you never had a fish taco? Because I don't like fish. I don't like fish. You, you, have, you don't like fishy fish. See, I must I not. See, I, my, um, growing up, I had a person that made fish. <clears throat> I will not name names, but they lived in my house. They made fish, and it was always fishy. And I'm like, I hate fish. This is the worst ever. And then I actually tried it again later on in life, uh, you know, and, and did like a cod or fish mm-hmm. and chips. I think, you know, I'm Irish, so I got to do fish and chips, right? And it's like, oh, hey, this doesn't taste fishy. I can do this. And so it's really, for me, it's about how it's prepared. If it's fishy, I can't, I can't do it. Like bad seafood is fishy. 
you mm-hmm. know, but I love seafood, you know, so you might, you know, just keep, keep giving it a try. It's kind of like right. IPAs when you're a new drinker, That's like fair. They, you can't do them. And then all of a sudden that's all you want to do for a while, okay. you know? Okay. I got you to eat a fried oyster in California. And that didn't yeah, I, you did. Yeah. Wow. It, it wasn't the, it wasn't the worst. It was far from the best. <laughs> we got to we got to get him to try raw oyster at some point. I did, I've had raw oyster before. I had it at a uh a food pairing that I did. Uh it was a Founders food pairing, I think. Uh, uh, downtown Kalamazoo a long long Leave time. Leave it ago. to Founders. Yeah, they paired it with I don't know, like a pilsner or something, I don't know, but yeah, um, you can pair that with anything just as long as you I, I had slug one. it down. All right, I yeah. To, I yeah. need to say, whatever, whatever you have that's liquid, I'm going to slug down don't, after. Yeah, don't mind you can slurping pair, down you can, sea mucus. You can Come pair on. oyster no, with any beer. Raw oysters are delightful. <laughs> oh, no, I love them. I think they're great. I actually have a, a friend of ours. Uh, well, um, me, and a, me and a buddy went and did a road trip a couple of years ago uh, or a year or two ago. We, we wound up in Boston, spur of the moment in the middle of COVID, um, sitting at this beautiful restaurant, kind of looking out by the ocean, and we ordered oysters, and they screwed up our order, our order and we wound <laughs> up getting like two dozen free oysters. Ooh. And, you know, we're taking these pictures and sending them back to our wives. And his wife, you know, always uh, kind of flips me off and, and tells me off for having this amazing <laughs> oyster meal in Boston with her husband when she wasn't there. So for her fiftieth birthday this this month, we are we're, we're I'm going to ship in some oysters. Nice. Uh, like I think I can get uh, six dozen shipped in pretty cheap, and so we're gonna we're gonna have a little oyster party. Nice. What uh what restaurant did you go to in Boston? So it was right down on the the harbor. You're like the second person that's asked me this recently, and I need I, I can't remember. Um. It was John Sutton and I, we had a bottle of Upland Pawpaw Fruit Sour, which was like a $70, you know, uh, bomber of, of, uh, of beer. And then uh, these amazing oysters and some lobster rolls. Truly one of the more, uh, you know, beautiful and romantic meals I've, I've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> always have that special moment with John. <laughs> beautiful but i don't remember the name of the restaurant it was like across the street from someplace called pink taco i can't forget that i mean (laughs) i'm I'm gonna look this up i spent some time in boston you know a while ago and uh i went there was one place i wanted to go to and they had like a three-hour wait for food i'm like son of a bitch like no i don't i don't want to do that so i went to another bar or brewery that was like just down the road and they're like no, we don't serve food. Like, what? <laughs> okay. So this always fails because of my blur, but I, I will I will do my best to show you this. Let me let me get rid of the blur. Um so the only picture that I took from the night was the one that says pink taco. <laughs> you can't even tell. <laughs> that is the sign of the bar across the street, pink taco. So. Well, it is shaped correctly. <laughs> <laughs> the sign. <laughs> Good lord. No, we had uh, we had beers at Trillium um, in downtown uh, Boston, and then we walked over to this restaurant. Um, 
and uh, yeah, it was it was uh, it was truly magical, beautiful. I'm I'm looking. I'm like scrolling through Google Maps, like Street View and stuff like that, right now, trying to like find it. But so I'm I'm curious, but it's not cooperating. It it, it cracks me up because I was it was because it's 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 her birthday, and we're going to do this oyster thing. We've been talking about it recently. And so somebody else asked me that too, like, where were you? And I'm like, why is that important? Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, when you make when you make a place sound so magical, people want to go and try it when they're there to see if they can have your same experience. You it's know? true. It's so my true. guess, looking at the map off the top of my head, I would say we were we were probably at row thirty four. Okay. Um, but it seems like I could see the ocean at some point. Um, or was that but, just the alcohol? No, I mean, if you look down the street. Yeah, could have been the urinal. <laughs> <laughs> walk away. Could have been the urinal. Yeah, it looks like it was uh, It was row 34. So shout out to row 34. The, the waitress was lovely. Uh, she fucked up our first order of oysters. We wound up getting a bunch of them for free. Uh, we actually closed the bar down. And... The uh, that that bottle of Upland uh, pawpaw sour that we shared, um, there were some, there were some wait the the wait staffs were starting to clean the the plate the tables around us and we had some left and we had to finish it and we wound up splitting it with like three or four uh, waiters or letting them oh nice and, it, and they really enjoyed it so it was it was really super cool great great place um, fantastic oysters and. Yeah, if you're gonna if you're gonna pop a seventy dollar bottle of beer, share it. Absolutely, that's good life advice. I brought a not not quite a seventy dollar beer, not quite a rare beer, but I brought a. We had some like like you know worldwide stout at the at Big Brew Day, and I think uh, some other random beers like that. I brought a, a New Holland Triple Mash. Uh, Shana's dad brought for me, which was mostly because I didn't want to drink a 17% beer by myself. Right. But was it this beer's? It's like, it's like how, how do you, how can you tell you're getting old? Like you don't want to, you don't want to split a high ABV or drink a high ABV beer by yourself. What, was it, was it this year's <laughs> triple mash? Yeah. Yeah, it was. Yeah. You so can still got, find them around. They're at Hardings and stuff. Yeah, like I, I got I got a four pack of it when I saw it because I, I absolutely love Triple Mash, but I was, you know, a little little less impressed by this year's. It it wasn't quite as like dark. Sweet. Oh yeah, no, I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, it was very well. It was less. I so I only had a sip just because I wanted everybody else to be able to have some too. But um. Even the pour in the glass was more like brown, right? Was that what you're mm -hmm. like saying? Like, yep. yeah, yeah. Um, it was still good. It was still fairly sweet, and the barrel character was there and stuff like that. Like, but, yeah, I don't feel like yeah. the flavor changed at all, but the appearance was definitely not what it was a few years ago. I might still have oh a 2019 bottle. I think I don't know. I should try to do a side by side. Do it. We'll do yeah. a whole show on it. I did. We'll just sit I, there and watch you drink. Actually, watch uh, me drink two 16% beers or 18%. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's up, Matt? Well, no, I was just going to say I, I I had one of those. So my my in-laws live in Holland. So we always, you know, 
there's a good chance we end up at New Holland for a meal at some point during the mm -hmm. weekend. And so we were there the first inaugural run of that. Um, and I got a five ounce pour and I mean, it, it was pretty good, but yeah, like, I, yeah. but you know, it wasn't like, like, I don't know. It seemed like it was a little overhyped for it's 17% and it's good. You know, like, like, ah, I've had better wine. You know, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> you yeah. know, I mean, it was, a, but it might be about five ounces was like, I couldn't have any more. You know what I mean? Like I'm normally not that guy, but exactly. I couldn't have more than a five ounce pour of that. Yeah. It was too much. I think I had it was flavorful, uh, but too much. I think I had a half an ounce of what Brian brought and that was enough. Mm -hmm. um, I will have to say, I mean, I, it was good. I, I, you know, if I'm, I'm looking at those big super boozy, uh, Imperial stouts like that, I, I, for some reason worldwide stands out more in my head, but, um, Part of it too is like those are those are the beers of like yesteryear, you know, like uh, 120 minute, and uh, you know uh, the Dragon's Milk Triple Mash and Worldwide Stout. Like they're kind of like meme beers now or something. You know, it's just like you don't really buy them because like you're like, oh my god, like yes, this is exactly what I want in my fridge. You buy it because it's like, yeah, ah, that'd be fun to drink that fucking 15 percent beer. Like, exactly. uh, yeah so but they know. really were like the precursors to the uh to the pastry style craze totally absolutely yeah, yeah yeah you know so i mean respect to them for not having uh you know agave nectar and maple syrup and fucking all the other shit that everybody throws into a pastry stout whole cakes <laughs> for no goddamn reason so highs <laughs> an actual cake yeah well, by the way, Brian, you're a superhero in my house right now. My kids have enjoyed <laughs> all of your all of your cake. Uh, uh, so, uh, yeah. So, uh, I, the 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 uh, taste buds are happy, and the beatings have gone up. Okay. Uh, Great. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Jason, thank you for uh, buying me a cake for my birthday, and yeah. So, so you can thank Jason. Uh, he's uh, the hey, one that he's, he bought the cake. You paid yeah. it forward. Hey, that's all right. I'll take the punishment. You know, loved it, <laughs> I got it, even though I knew that Brian wasn't really big on sweet things and that that's not his thing. But I'm like, screw it. I don't care. It's his birthday. He gets a cake. And, Everybody uh, gets cake on their birthday, man. And then it was hilarious to actually see him kind of, I think you might have been a little tipsy, but you were all about that cake when you were eating it. So It was so good. It was so moist. <laughs> but then a, I, I, I really am glad that you took it home because I figured you'd have just... The only one that works. It, so... So glad your kids are enjoying that. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm yelling at them now. They're all hopped up on it. They just ate the last of it. So. <laughs> there, was, there was like half a cake left, and that was just like two days ago. Oh, my God. You have no idea what three boys can do to a cake? I'm surprised oh, they made it last this long. It's amazing. Oh. <laughs> no. No, I, they, they love it. They appreciate it, man. So I'm, That's awesome. I'm thanking you on their behalf. Yeah, definitely did not need to come home here. We brought home a whole tub of grape stuff. So uh, basically, grape yeah, no, no, nobody really had I, any. I'm confused. I think I forgot about it. I, I didn't, I really wanted, it, I've told Shane, it, I, I, I need to try that. Is it in a gallon jug, like grape drink? Or, I mean, what? <laughs> it was, no, it was in a, we had it in a metal mixing bowl with a lid on it. We probably should have taken the lid off, but we're trying to keep it cold. Um, it's basically... Uh, red grapes in whipped cream with like extra sugar 
it sounds wonderful. And you just mix it all around. Yeah, you're just eating like delicious, you, like tart red mm. grapes and sugar and whipped cream. You, you do awesome. know there's a, a giant refrigerator at the lab that we could have just put it in for this time to. But then it would still be in your refrigerator at the lab. They probably would yeah. be. Yeah. They probably should have should have stuck it in there. Well, somebody would have ate it. There's still four guys that go there all the time. There, there's a there's probably. Well, I gave you. I think we we had leftover egg salad when we were leaving and something else. So hopefully oh, yeah. you just eat oh, that. Yeah. I told Tosh, um, you know, he's asking me about all this. I said, whatever's in there, you can have. He goes, the beers. I'm like, yeah, those were free beers, um, which we should shout out. Um, Jacob, hot butcher. Oh yeah, hot butcher and oh, Jacob, yeah. man. Like I've got about ten awesome beers uh, sitting in the fridge there that I can enjoy with. You know, Dan and and Tosh and and um, Neil, the owner. Um, so, shout out to uh, Mr. Downey if he's listening or whatnot. Yeah, he he dropped off uh, five cases of beer uh, from Hot Butcher for us yeah. and. Uh, and about 40 uh, countless, pounds of hops. Yeah, was it 40, do you think? It, it, yeah, it was yeah, at I least mean, it that. Was, it was it, it literally, it was not a an yeah. it was, we ran out of Ziploc bags trying to give it out. That's how much it was. I think maybe Patrick took the rest home and we're going to bring it to the next homebrew club meeting or something. Yeah. I don't really know. I, he's he was, like going to prepackage it. I'm not sure. but He was really excited about that, by the way. About taking all those home and <laughs> he's yeah. pretty excited. Good, yeah. I mean, literally, if he didn't do that, I think the rest of them were going to go into the trash. So, yeah, they're um, like, "Can we throw these?" You know, I'm like, "You see my mini fridge? There's not enough freezer space for 30 pounds of hops." So, uh, nope. But, if anybody uh, no, listening it, needs hops, uh, I think we yeah. had like some tetanang, some comet left over. There's probably some amarillo left over, maybe. Uh, so like hit us up on the Facebook page. I'm sure we can hook you up. And if you're not following uh, the Keeper's Facebook page and you want to see uh, pictures from the event, uh, definitely, you know, like and follow up the fa- the uh, Keepers of Craft Facebook page. Um, Ron uh, took at least 40 pictures um, that are posted to the page that are all amazing of like the, the fun that we were having. So. Uh, I took some myself. I was going to post some on the Michigan Brews page and then uh, alcohol. So I still have them. Maybe I will. This is this is the recap episode, so maybe I'll I'll put them up in in, in honor of this episode. But they do not rival Ron's in in any way whatsoever. Now, Ron, man, every time I turned around, Ron was snapping a picture. Um, also, I want to I want to shout out. Uh, speaking of my kids being bad. Uh, Patrick's kids mm. were there all day and were absolutely awesome. Uh, like that, that they bothered no one at no. any point in time. No. And, and at points looked like they were enjoying themselves. So, um, did you say awesome. that while your kids were in earshot? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I'll tell them. I'll throw some awesome kids, uh, right in their face. I'm gonna I'm gonna um, take some notes on this. I've got yeah. I've got a boy. Yeah. <laughs> well, your boy was awesome. He came over and dropped the uh, um, grains off uh, the other night, and uh, he he took a minute to warm up, but uh, he got all up into the toys and everything else once he got yep. warmed up. Yeah, so, it takes him a second, but he gets there. Yeah, you're gonna keep your eye on him. He likes to play with sharp, dangerous things. Yes, he does. And oh, fire, geez. lighters. All he wanted to do was go into the wood shop. 
yeah. play with all the machine, all the machines, right? D- there, yeah. there. And Charlie's point, he's like, like, no, Charlie. Yeah, it's not a, it's not a good two-year-old spot. Yeah, <laughs> that's they learn pretty they learn quick like. that way, though. I'm telling you. Yeah, without some fingers. Yeah, <laughs> I got ten. That's I don't true. Think I, I mean, hey, got extras. <laughs> How many do you really need? I mean, <laughs> as long as you can pick up a glass. Yeah, a couple of thumbs. Yeah. A couple of, a couple of you know, opposing thumbs and you're good. You can still flush a toilet. <laughs> Brandon, uh, yeah. Weren't we uh weren't we making a joke about Brandon Bruin like a or uh, uh, Patrick Bruin a 30 pound like IPA when like he took all those hops home? Like just like a, a giant you know, whirlpool. <laughs> Fucking 6,000 IBUs. Yeah, he just ends up, you know, it's like a whole, it's like a pint's worth of uh, he, he's gonna do a, a day or something. He's going to do a 620-minute IPA. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, he's just going to brew it for a night and just slowly matriculate hops in there. <laughs> We're going to live stream it. We'll get it done. Yeah, absolutely. That'd be, <laughs> that'd be the most viewed show, I bet. What's up, Matt? Thank you for joining us tonight, man. Hey, hey Matt. Uh, Matt, we're going to be seeing uh, on the 21st. Other Matt. Sorry, McQuillan. I'm sorry. No, Matt, hey, there's, Matt, better Matt's, there's better Matt's than me. I know that. There's many good Matt's. Uh, so, Matt, we're going to be seeing on the 21st for the second Big Brew Day we're doing this month. Um, Ooh. Not, it's named the same thing. It's, a, it's, it's, a, it's confusing. It's an event put on by Pontiac Brew Tribe at Rochester Mills in Detroit. Um they do call it big brew but it is a i think they should call it bigger brew day um because it's like 90 I, I, they said in the past they've had like 90 different brew rigs out at the rochester mills production facility um, and rochester mills provides nearly all of the ingredients and stuff to make a beer you know limited to what they have to offer um and uh yeah it's definitely gonna be a bigger it's, oh yeah man it's gonna be huge there's gonna be like a couple um, hundred people there minimum so it's 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 uh i think it ties into something they're doing with the community for charity i'm not 100 sure we, we were just invited on it if you go back a few episodes um we we did have the pontiac brew tribe on and, they, and we talked about it then um so brian and i are going to be hauling his rig over um we're going to hook up you know, with with, with uh, Matt Ushman from Trouble Brewing, and Matt, I believe you're going to try to do a Trouble Brewing episode on it, right? Or a grain of glass? Like a grain of glass, yeah, yeah. That would be awesome. Um, we're also hoping that uh, Barb uh, Sirenist Out can come out and hang out with us. Um, we'll we'll capture some pictures and and we'll do some kind of post on Michigan Brews, but it's really to go out to the east side, hang out with those folks over there, uh, kind of get um, kind of a little preview uh pre homebrew fest you know exposure to our east side folks mm-hmm. so yeah we what are we brewing brian we're brewing a marzen yes Mar- yeah thank you Uh-oh. thank you for remembering that because i did not Good time, <laughs> um what did we decide on hold on we we put together the recipe the other day when i don't remember when we put together the recipe i don't either i know we did um, somehow we settled on about five pounds of Munich, five pounds of Pilsner, two pounds of Vienna, and a any itty bitty little bit of melanoidin. Uh, Tet at sixty, Tet at ten, 
uh, announce for each edition and then uh, a couple uh, big ass starter of uh, Imperials Harvest Yeast. So should be good, I think. Let me see if I can find uh, something more official on it. But yeah, no, that's going to be awesome. And uh, like I said, hopefully we'll, we'll Matt will come out, we'll do a video on that. So we'll have something up over, or he will have something up over on his Trouble Brewing channel on YouTube. And then um, I'm sure we'll talk about it on, on, a, on a future show, but we'll try to get some posts up uh, on the Michigan Brews uh, Facebook page. This beer will also go into a competition, I think, with all the other beers out there. Um, yes. And I don't know what the, the prize is, bragging rights or something, but that'll be cool, too. Actually, I think, and, and I'm going to try to find it. I'm, I'm looking real quick. But I actually think that the winner might get to brew it somewhere. Oh, you are right. Is it at Rochester? Is it? Is it? Oh, is it Brewery Becker? Or was no, that uh, no, Celebrity Deathmatch. Um, okay. So that was actually, I mean, something else we can talk about if, if we want to. We, we should. But yeah, we, um, we, uh, we did Celebrity Deathmatch, uh, which is a small competition. Uh, it's kind of invite only. You have to be one of five clubs to participate in. So Keepers of Craft got invited this year. In Michigan. Um, yeah, five clubs in Michigan. We, we got to go out to um, uh, Brian, uh, David, uh, Jones, Tim Wickland, and myself got to go out from Keepers of Craft and help with the judging, stewarding, and and uh, you know, kind of the the, the competition itself. Um, the winner of that competition was Daniel Kukic from Motor City Mashers, mm -hmm. and his best of show beer will go on at, at um, Brewery Becker sometime in the future. Um, Kentucky it was, Common. It was. I was gonna say, what did you guys? What did he make? It's yeah. Kentucky Common. Yeah, oddly yeah. enough, but it, it was yeah. a good beer. I'm pretty sure. I, I think it was. I think it was the, it was the best. Beer. It was the best beer. It was the best beer. <laughs> <laughs> um, it oddly ended up coming down between that and like there were a, there were a f so so there were only so many styles that we could brew for this competition. First of all. Um, so it's not like everybody's entering. Oh, uh, look at Danny checking us hey, out. Hey, yeah, yeah. awesome. Nice. Yeah. Congrats on that again, by the way. <laughs> um, yeah, the, like historical beer was one of like the bigger categories. Uh, there were like 10 or 12 like uh, Kentucky Commons and pre-prohibition like porters and pre-prohibition like loggers and stuff like that. Like it was... It was kind of a, a crazy turnout uh, for like I feel that like that's style. a show, just discussing that beer category. I, th these were like the first ones I really have ever tried, too, because it's not like a style that breweries brew. That's more of just like a, you know, a, a recognized like BJCP thing. Um, I came across the uh, brewery in, I think it's called Belmont, uh, the city. Uh, archival i think it was called up up towards grand rapids and all all they apparently do is historical or lost styles oh yeah it's the only other place i've ever seen that had a cop buster on i was just gonna say so uh, they had a cop yeah. buster too okay yeah yeah exactly <laughs> which i am quickly like the only other place i've had it which i brought up you know brought up earlier in a show was at one well and uh loved it absolutely loved it and uh, I loved this one too. So I think that's going to be something that I try to brew because it's 
it's cool. a style that just stuck in my brain. And no, that's cool, man. I, yeah. I want it. What what style is that again, Jordan? Cop Busser. What? So, can you explain that to me? I've, I've never heard of it. Uh, asking too much. No, 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 no. So I, I'd have to, I'd have to pull up the, like a recipe or something uh, like that. Uh, but from what I gather, reason why it was a lost style is because it was a style of beer that was brewed before the German purity law. And it contains like oats and molasses. Um, but I, I want to say it's kind of like a um, Marzen style, but yeah, it contains oats and molasses. Uh, so, sounds like somebody's looking it up. Um, but I can hear you. I can hear you clicking it, clicking away. Uh, so correct me if I'm wrong, but um, I don't know. It just has this wonderful, like, multi unique flavor, and I, I I love them. You know, is there the, the a two that I've had? Is there a specific like yeast or temperature that it has to? I mean, it's a Marzan, so has, is it lagered? I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe a Marzan. Don't don't quote me on that. Okay, um, I'll look it up. It just like a clean. I'm sorry, I didn't flavor, mean I, I didn't mean to make a big thing. I'm just super interested in this style that you're raving about that I have never heard of. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm I'm striking out here. It's it's it. So uh, as I understand it, it's not necessarily brewed with lager yeast. But it is lagered, uh, like so many of the other like old you know beers were. So, um, yep, yep. Uh, so kind of like my Baltic porter. Yes, I was just gonna try, say. So you, you try probably to get a lager can. yeast to, yeah. that, that'll be active at sixty degrees or whatnot. I, I bet Jordan, if you wanted to brew one, and and uh, so I don't know, but I I would say maybe even like thirty four seventy at like sixty five could produce like maybe a good like flavor in it or something i don't know it sounds like it would be delicious um as i've poked around the internet most people are saying like clean aliens like uso5 and stuff but i don't know i think yeah, 3470 at, at, at 65 the, or something would be the good one too. the one recipe that i'm looking at right now would be pills and wheat flaked oats molasses honey a lot of like german style hops like hollertau it um, sounds wild are these supposed to be strong like what's the abv range for these uh, this one says approximately seven percent, but yeah, I think the two the two versions that I've had have set right around six six point five to seven. Okay. So a little stronger than what you would normally find in a uh, um, old style. Yeah, yeah, but I don't know. But it's just I think there's something with that addition of molasses that just gives it a unique flavor. Yeah, Danny's uh, talking about uh, Brewery Becker, too, again. And we saw him oh, brew some, like, we, I think he did, like, a raw ale last year, right? Or, or something out at the Michigan Homebrew Festival. He brewed on, on uh, one of his, like, historical setups and stuff like that out there. Um, said we didn't get to, to check it out while we were out there. We had a bookie on home, but um, next time we're out to the Brighton area, I'm definitely going to stop by. Yeah, um, so I'm, I'm trying to. I'm struggling. So I'm, I'm. I'm also. I've been looking up the information on Big Brew Day that we're going to be out there for on the 21st. Um, they they have it open in 90 spots, but I can't find the actual registration site to see if there's an indicator on how many they have taken. Um, but also, any brew beer brewed on that day, they are going to get back together and uh, so any any beer brewed on site on the 21st. 
They're going to get back together on the 9th of July, and they're going to judge um, the beer, and, and there will be some, you know, it could just be bragging rights. I thought that they, um, I thought uh, Rich mentioned something about the winning brew going on tap somewhere, but I, I don't see anything okay. specific to it. Is it going to be like a hedonistic judging? Like just, yeah, this beer is good. This beer sucks. Like, I'm almost positive that okay. it's hedonistic. It's going to yeah. be like, I, I, if I remember, and we, you know, you'd have to go back to check out the, the episode, but if, if I remember right, it was going to be one of those things kind of everybody would be able to try the beers and vote. Um, I could be completely fucking wrong. You know. <laughs> Regardless, but, it's going to be fun. If you're, we're in gonna the, if you're in the area, May 21st, Saturday, uh, you know, um, check out uh, uh, Big Brew Day 2022 um, or Google that or Rochester Mills Big Brew Day. Uh, I'm going to try it. Let me try to actually, I think I should be able to post this link. Should be accessible. We'll see. I got to it through the Michigan Homebrew club president so i don't know if <laughs> if that's that might be <laughs> we can't click on it through like the admin feed here but i'm sure yeah you tell us in chat if uh, if that link works or not if not we'll figure it out but anyway um, yeah yeah we're coming and, uh, out with us. yeah we'll be out there i don't are we bringing the uh we don't have a michigan brewers banner are we bringing like the KOC banner or something like that? Like, I don't know. I don't have a Michigan Brews banner. Should we make a Michigan Brews banner? We have two weeks. That's. <laughs> yeah. a fucking banner. Just you get know, some I... po poster board markers, man. Yeah, 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 happen. exactly. Totally. It'll be, it'll be sweet. Shana has a cricket. We can make up to like a 12 inch, like vinyl, like logo. Oh, so... we could, hey, we could use that at Homebrew Fest too. Ooh. Let's see, Vistaprint. How fast can I get a fucking banner? <laughs> Six days. Day. I don't know. Four foot grommets. I don't know if many many of our viewers know this, but half of our business is done here live on air. <laughs> so <laughs> you you get to see it. I think when we ordered the dried shrimp for the uh, the yes, uh, we did. The shrimp IPA. I think that was done live. Yeah. <laughs> So, what you're saying is there's no behind the scenes show that's coming up. <laughs> for, no, for we don't podcast later. Yeah, Jay, we don't Jason charge just... any money for this. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And you, you all are here listening. At, fuck. You, we don't know why. Uh, for our entertainment. <laughs> you make right. us feel good. That's <laughs> the beer. The beer helps us, you know, a little bit too. Hey, it gives everybody a reason to have a beverage on a Monday night. You know what? There, there, what was the reason besides it being a Monday? Like, right? Like, nobody's down on a Monday night. Like, they just got off of work. Like, Monday there's, there's nothing to look forward to the rest of the week until, you know, the weekend. Yeah, Mondays suck. So, so yeah, have a beer and let's talk about making beer. Yeah, cheers. Or good beer. I think or... that's really really where it came from. I think the first day that we that we threw or at least the one that I threw out was Thursday, but Brian's busy on that day, so <laughs> for we, for uh... three quarters of the year. Right. Yep. So we eventually just came down on Mondays. Cuz why the hell not? I suppose we should all be like Matt. 
says, I don't, I don't need a reason to have a beer, <laughs> especially when you have it on tap too, right? You can just like, you're like yeah. walking by your keys and you're just like, well, maybe, maybe I just need to see how the carbonation's doing, even though it's been on tap for three weeks. Oh my God. My wife already knows that trick. Hey, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm just checking the carbonation. Like, yeah. You need a whole beer to check the carbonation? <laughs> Absolutely. I do. <laughs> Well, you also got to check to see how the temperature works on it. You know, yeah. it's. I got to adjust. I don't know if I need more or less. I mean, yeah, come on. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of things and stuff that go into this, not just drinking a beer. But then typically, she'd be like, no, just you, check one for me. You're <laughs> okay. You're doing science. That's that's what it is. That's what that's Hell what yeah. all this is. Jason, to, uh, to finish on your uh, celebrity deathmatch thing earlier. Um, the the winning club so there's a club that wins and gets gets to keep the mash paddle now did we did we go over that part no we didn't go uh hold on while i finish ordering this banner (laughs) are you like designing it too it's all happening you guys have no say (laughs) if you don't like it it's jason's banner (laughs) there's no money involved in this it's all whatever you want to chuck into it so he's he's got all the official logos and everything so he just we, we got just it. make sure it, make sure it's tricolor <laughs> technicolor yeah i want the green on there but uh so out of the five clubs the club with the most points uh ends up taking the mash paddle uh with all of the club's logos uh um, burned onto it uh, home for the year and this year it was uh AABG or Ann Arbor Brewers Guild. Um, they won it by quite a few points. They they killed it this year. Um, Keepers came in third, so we were right in the middle of the pack, which is pretty good, I think, for a new club. Uh, who came in second? Uh, Motor City Matchers. Motor City, and and I think they, you know, this isn't this isn't a bash. We're Motor talking City about Homebrew Fest, right? But Danny, you know, got best of show, and so they got they some, got some extra show. points. Pull down those extra points. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was so, I I was a little uh I mean whatever you th- you know I was like how does a 40.1 beer lose to a, I, it was another keepers of craft uh Blakesley I'm like I lost to you he's like he's like yeah I got a 30 38 or 39 I'm like I got a 40 how did I lose to you So do you want to know how this works let's go over <laughs> how it works so let's yeah, do it Yeah I it was explained to me but I mean I think it'd be better served if you told everybody yeah no absolutely so um so what happens is uh is we're presented like judges are typically paired up in groups of two or three and uh it was two for this event and so um as we're going through a flight of beers which is somewhere between six and eight for this event i think um and we're tasting the beers and we're scoring the beers um for and again it can change event to event but for this event um judges would decide as a pair whether we wanted a beer to move on to the mini best of show for that style or not and so the styles we had were like uh like uh laborious which was like loggers and stuff like that like historical was its own thing like the the strong beers like uh barley wines and old ales and stuff were their own thing um i think like ipas were like by popular demand and, and there was one other style too that i can't remember but um maybe it, it was, was like, baltic it was baltic porter 
That was yeah, the just just Baltic Porter. It was. Yeah. It's the inspiration for this, but I didn't get it done in time. So I was like, shit, <laughs> I guess I'm just going to put this IPA in. <laughs> so, so the beers, uh, they get scored. And, and as, you know, beers uh, get passed back to the stewards, we're like, yeah, this wants to, this needs to go into best of show. This doesn't, yada, yada, yada. So, um, mini best of show is then done by uh, three judges. And it's pretty much, uh, it's not like totally hedonistic, but it's like, it, there's no more scores involved anymore. You're sitting there uh, drinking every beer that got passed on to mini best of show, which could be like, you know, four beers could be, I think one, one of the, it might, was it the historicals? It was either the historicals or like the like strong beers. There were, there were like eight or 10 in the mini best of show. 12 12 jesus so like wow. you're sitting there with 12 beers in front of you um on a grid basically and you're like tasting all of them you're like this one you know just this one just is it's not cutting it for me and you know everybody's like yeah i, I agree and you're slowly either like being like yeah this one really needs to stay or this one really needs to go away and and in the end you're essentially left with uh three beers the top three beers and it's like okay which one's the best you know or which one's the worst out of these three or um so at that point you know it's not necessarily scores it's sort of like what what really is within style parameters but like what's just well brewed to like what really meshes what really jives and you know some of those best of show judges may not have tasted that beer for the actual scoring too so you're potentially even getting another palette um that has never tasted that beer before and it's just a it's it's the uh, maybe not the best way but it's a pretty dang good way to sort of um to sort of really they they do let narrow that down they try to get the most experienced or more experienced judges yeah yeah absolutely and and so gail was like part of every one of those i swear yeah no i mean it's cool but but you know as annie said yeah i mean it it is possible that the best in show beer didn't get the highest score oh yeah easily yeah and that's good at that point yeah and uh my question i just a question to you brian that's now been involved with it and and done some tastings um, when you get down to that final three, like you kind of, you kind of touched on it, but like, do you, do you go with like, okay, which one's the best uh, or Hey, all right, let's taste these three. Let's figure out which one's the worst. Which one do we not like the most? I mean, like what, what go, what's the mindset just out of curiosity? I, I feel like when watching the judges, I, I, I try to pay attention a lot to when they were doing the best in shows or the mini bus. Um, and I, I feel like what they try to do is if, if they had a larger field, they tried eliminating things first. And so, so this this is not going to cut it. Yep. And, and okay. it actually it went around and, and I saw them like, you know, in one mini boss, uh, you know, they were sitting there and, and they had, I think, eight, you know, and there were like three judges and they basically said, OK, which one do you like the least? Uh, and each judge kind of picked their one and those just got dumped. You know, they're, they're out. Okay. You know, man, 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 man. okay uh, you know trying to get it down to a more manageable field and then they started having those conversations and there's some judges that were really passionate about you know one beer over the other or why you know and then they, that's where they really get to dig into you know what about that beer makes it special and try to 
convince the others. It's it's a neat process. Some so, follow up question, if you don't mind. Well, like, well first so, off, hold on. Yep, the no, neatest no thing about this is we got a banner, guys. It'll be here in time for big. <laughs> <laughs> oh Sorry, Matt. Go ahead. <laughs> no, no, you're fine. No, you're fine. I I just um, you know, being someone that likes to compete and try and throw my beers in and figure out what's going on behind the scenes. Like, so when they get to that conversation um, uh, about, say they're talking about the, the top three, how are we going to make it one, two, three? You know, we've eliminated the ones where we all say, you know, they're not the, the best of the best. Like, what are some of those conversations? Do they talk about, um, hey, he's happy about the banner. Um, so what, do they talk about like uh, how on point of style it is is that part i mean is that part of the conversation yeah is it is it flavor pro profile driven is it you know what i mean it gets real like, uh what, what drives those nitpicky. conversations <laughs> it gets real nitpicky at that point i think is you know from watching a lot and especially when brian and i got to to judge keeper's cup um you know i actually heard them say that one of the judges might have been mike or, or gail was like you know, this uh, Flanders is somebody, no, it was the other way. Somebody said something like this Flanders could be more Flandery. Like, <laughs> and they're talking about that, you know, but, um, but they, they, but they, uh, they do get into, oh, I'm not using the right words here, but they are very subjective at that point. I mean, they, I think they, I think if there was a flaw, the problem is, Matt, when you get to that, table right your your beer doesn't really have flaws right you're, you're talking about you've got a very highly scored very drinkable you know good example of style so they're not nitpicking to style especially when you know there may be in in our categories um you know the the mature category in particular had how many different styles could have fit into that mature category that they're comparing against each other there was so, barley wine wheat wine uh old ale uh for sure and then i think right. we had like uh there was a barrel edge imperial style at least one that i had um and, and i think like maybe experimental might have gotten mixed into that too yeah so it's it's not like it's not like they're really you know kind of like diving into the the style guidelines specifically because the beers that make a mini best of show or a best of show table they're there right they've already been through that kind of pace so now i think they're really um they're picking out the the special nuances you know that make that beer a special beer on why it's you know either you know just incredibly balanced or there's some particular you know the hop characteristic is stand out or stands out i don't know yeah i you know probably get some of these guys you know mike and and gail and and uh tom and some of the other guys on to talk about that'd be a good show uh yeah, yeah. Um, how the hell do you pick a mini boss or a boss yeah. i mean i i would yeah i'd love i'd love to so yeah you know so like mike my, my question back would be um you know like as somebody who's trying to um you know at this point i've made enough beers where like i want to try and like get good feedback and, and get and try and score and see if I can make a great style of this beer, you know, as according to people that judge beers, you know what I'm saying? 
So, but, but when you're, but if you want to be successful in competitions, what you're saying is you have to make the beer to style and, and have no character flaws, of course, and get to that special and get to the next table. When you get to that table, there's the tricky part. You got to have something that's special about that beer, but it can't, it can't drive it out of the character range of said beer. You know what I'm saying? So like, what's that, what's that magic thing? You know, that's the question. What's that, what's that magic thing that we can put in there to, to set my beer apart on a table of three? I get it. Like, you know what, for somebody that, so I've had a Berliner Weiss go to the final table. I don't know how many fucking times and score, you know, go there with, with scores 44, 45, 46. Like, and, and every judge yeah. tell me that's a perfect example of style. And then it gets to that final table where it's matched up against fruited fucking uh, Lambics. Lambics, it just, yeah. It's it its ass handed to it, right? Because those big, bold fucking flavors, you know, that Cherry Creek kicks the living shit out of my plain ass Berliner Weiss. Um, so, so you're right. There, there is some of that. It really, it's. It, I think it depends on the category and, and, um, you know, kind of what gets put in the mix and what you know those three to five people are, are sitting around tasting at that moment. Um, you know, when I when I was coming up and brewing and the books that I've read the most, I point up here because that's where they're all at. Um, you know, I was really big on radical brewing and extreme brewing and, and always, you know, kind of targeting having that one bold flavor to set you out or stand, make you stand out in a competition. Um, but then you go back to, to Danny, you know, who just brewed a kick-ass fucking Kentucky Common, um, you know, so what was the standout flavor there? So, I, it, you know, it's just, it's... it's I think it's more yeah. important to make a beer that is... Uh, that is really tasty like on the palate more than anything else like just a really good tasting beer like think about just like going to like your favorite brewery and ordering your favorite beer there and just the way that it makes you feel like in your head like as you drink that um and and just a beer that elicits that feeling you know out of out of you or a judge or something like that and that's why it's so hard is because all four of us that are doing this right now and and everybody listening uh all has a different beer for that um and so there's there's a lot of unfortunate like and you're never going to get around it um that's why that's why the bjcp like style guidelines exist and that's why the 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 um the scoring is kind of strict really if you get down to it but like it's it's to try to eliminate that as much as possible but like there's a lot of bias but at the end of the day it's not hard to tell a good beer apart from a bad beer like there are beers where you drink and you're just like look i wouldn't buy a pint of this you but many best to show and best to show is trying to pick out the best beer from some really fucking good beer it is right it totally is that, that's what's different is they're all good yeah. beers every and, every one of those five beers on the table that day were good fucking beers and it's tough because it sounds like it's almost entirely subjective yeah so which which means it could very well you know vary and this might be something from you know gail but it could very well vary you know the process could vary from competition to competition one, on one of the beers that i judged. 
I mean, uh, from, oh, go ahead, Matt. Sorry. Oh no, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. But, but no, from what I'm gathering is like, like, really, what you need. To, I mean, the reality is, is if you make a good beer to style, it'll get you to that final table, and then it's just a. Sometimes it's, I like this beer better than I like that one. There, and there's there is luck. Yep. You, you yeah. know, yeah. I totally. You know, I, hey, I'm luck. hey. Winning the Bell's homebrew competition is a shitload of luck. It's not like I brewed something to style or anything else. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> um, you know what I mean? Like that was just, I got lucky. Somebody liked apricot that day. Um, you know, so I, I like, I, it was I, a good beer. you know, it, it was, it was, but there were a million good, like everybody brought their beer that they submitted to the, uh, oh, to yeah. our, no, our yeah. house. And like everybody made a great beer, it's, so, it is it, absolutely but it's luck. just so it, like, like like that's why like i i prefer um like meddling in like the michigan homebrew cup or any any other competition that i put my beer in is way more important to me than hey your beer tasted better than you know i had right. somebody that liked my beer that day you know what i mean like i think it i think at some point it gets a it, it can't be because if you just judged it based on bjcp things then 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 the ones that are most suitable to that description should be the winner well, but then, it's but but like i said but we have to sit here and talk about what can stand my beer apart because i can have a beer that <clears> nails <throat> everything i get a 50 point beer and not win yeah. at, at the table because this guy put some blueberries in it and i you know what i'm saying i mean it's just my point is it's very hard like if you get to that final table you should be super happy with the product that you put out like it like everybody agrees it's an awesome beer yep it just it kind of gets subjective after most that. most right? brew software these days will say if you made it to the mini best of show or not and if you made it to the mini best of show like like you you brewed an excellent beer didn't do like you know do not feel bad for yourself or anything like that yeah. um but I, I think going back to your point matt uh you're absolutely right so like what do you do i, I, I don't know i guess if that's where the show is going tonight that's where the show is going tonight but um well if, hey we brewed big brew day was a competition brew yeah yeah so absolutely we're not off track we're not off track uh celebrity death mash i uh i fought for a beer and 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 pushed it through to uh the mini best of show it was a uh raspberry hibiscus saison um and i thought it was amazing delicious uh i do a lot with fruit at home with my meads and stuff like that and uh, I thought that the expression of the raspberry in that beer was better than like many, many other fruit beers I've had ever. Um, but, you know, that I don't think uh, that it, so it ended up making it to the mini best of show, but it got uh, passed on because the base style was declared as a Saison. And again, I think it was because, <laughs> of, because, it was the, because of the limitations of the no, uh, just was, was that? that dude, that beer was so good um it ended up getting passed on uh because it didn't have enough saison characteristic um but but on that one though in particular, but that, that was that was limited to the styles i think the of the competition but it goes down to though when when you were at that at that when that beer was at that mini best of show table and 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 they asked the judges which one don't you like that was you the know, first the, one the, there was there was a judge in that on that table that particularly did not the judge that you fought to get that yeah. beer in yeah. did not like that beer. So that was the first beer he raised up and said, 
chuck it. And, and he was the senior judge at that table at the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. So. You can't say there's not some subjectiveness to it. Totally. Not, you know. Danny, that, that was a well-brewed beer. I absolutely <laughs> love that. Uh, it was amazing. Uh, the raspberry was just like, like awesome. Yeah. Because I had a fruit beer after that, that was like cherry. And it was like, you know, somebody like from the bathroom fucking like farting and like, it just happened to sound like the word cherry or something like that. And like, you know, like your raspberry was like kick ass. Um, it, so yeah, dude, I don't know. But, but well, it, it's all subjective. I mean, when it comes down to it, Matt, you can, you can only get, you guys want to watch some wolfhounds fight? I do. <laughs> yeah. All right. This is not wolfhound. Uh, I was I was gonna say it almost seems that's like that's how they that's how they play, isn't that crazy? <laughs> oh, well, I can hear them now. Jeez, uh, but it's it almost if I feel like having best of show be so subjective almost defeats the purpose of having a score sheet from the beginning, like a little bit. Like there's that you know ladder that you have to climb right at the beginning, but then we're just kind of foregoing the rest of that for our final table. I, I feel like there should be some, you know, uh, you know, points put in there, you know, for it. I, I think there's an argument to be uh, said for that, but I also, um, I'm also fine with kind of like the operation you just said, like I'm, 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 I'm fine with somebody going, that one is more appealing to me. But I, but I also, I personally value the feedback, like say just for my beer, like I, I had a 40 point beer. I'm ecstatic about it. I don't give a shit about a medal okay, that's or anything a, else. That's amazing. You know, like I'm ecstatic that I got a 40 point beer because now I know that I made something that's to that style. I liked it. It tasted good. It, it validated what I was doing. And if it would have gotten a medal, fantastic. It, it didn't, I don't care, but that, the feedback is what I'm really after, not the metal, because yeah, I'm just right. going to lose it at some point, or my kid's going to end up skipping it in a pond or some shit, you know, but I mean, I'm, but I'm, but I'm not, I, you know, as I mean, just me personally, as somebody who smits beers, yeah, I, I would, I, I would love to get a metal, but if I get a, a, a well-scored beer, that's what I'm really after. You know what I mean? Well, so yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm really okay. I don't think we have to bring the scores into the like that final table. If there's there's three of them or four or, or twelve, I guess it depends on the uh, style. But but at the end of the day, it's like the 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 points and the feedback. And what I really like about the celebrity death mash is that both of the people that judge my beer gave me solid quality feedback, like more than one word. And that's what I'm looking for in a beer competition. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I'm not going to be too disappointed if I score a high score and somebody decided that if you they um, didn't like they didn't like mosaic hops, they liked the centennial hops better. You know what I mean? That's fine. If you had the fortune <laughs> of having your beer judged by Mike Neville, uh, you were you were lucky. <laughs> Wasn't he like writing stuff on the back of the sheet at one point? I, I've never seen somebody give so much feedback as Mike, and I've t I talked to him about it that day. You know, and 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 he did keeper cup, uh, keepers cup, and did the same thing, and and just the the amount of feedback he gives and and encouragement and 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 stuff, it's, it's fucking awesome. Like, I mean, all of the Motor City Mashers crew that that judged our beers were all very awesome, but yeah, Mike was super focused on giving as much feedback and and 
and and and detailed feedback as you possibly could. Yeah, oftentimes you know flipping the sheet over and writing on the back, like do this or you know change change that or you know mash in higher, mash in lower, you know tweak your hops. This doesn't work. Whatever. Mike was Mike's awesome. Hey, uh, I got I got a question, follow up question, or just a discussion that um, like David and I had and Big Brew Day relevant to our you know, topic of the show. But anyways, we talked about um, how we had one of our members um, submitted two very good beers and then he submitted a third beer that knew um, that there was something off about it, but wanted feedback to try and get it better. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. So he's like, I'm just gonna submit it anyway. I wanna tell, I want them to tell me what, and, and for sake of argument, let's just say it was a very, very, very bad and undrinkable beer. And so the feedback, that, that they got was this is bad essentially like there there wasn't uh you know hey um it had it had this in it it had this in it you should think yep. about doing this you should think about doing that there was no constructive like this is how you can actually make it better and so um like i said this member submitted two other beers that scored very highly like he knows how to make good beer was was looking for some feedback and didn't get it. Is that based on just maybe you didn't get the right? Maybe he needed that judge, or yeah, is this, you know, or is it, or is it something that like if you submit something so bad that it's like I don't have the time to write down all this so, stuff. I mean, just out of curiosity. I had a I had a good conversation with with uh, the judge organizer Tom there that day, and, and we talked about how kind of some of the older school judges, especially in the BJCP, how how there's almost this almost like this elitist jerk kind of attitude on, on some of the old school. Now you, you got this new wave, new school. You got, you got Brian, you know, who gives a ton of feedback. You got Mike Neville who gives an amazing amount of feedback. Gail Milborn, uh, who, you know, fucking grandmaster three judge to put, puts her heart and soul to not, not to call her out, not to call her out. Yeah. All right. So grandmaster <laughs> Two's you know, amazing. Puts, puts heart and soul into it and gives Tim a lot of good it that day. He, he, he hasn't even passed the online exam yet. His yeah. scores are amazing. Right. Who? You know, who, me? Tim Wicklin. Oh, oh Tim. Yeah. Tim, Tim Wicklin, you know, got pulled in to be a judge and was, was writing as much data as he could, you know, and it was awesome. Um, unfortunately, there are still people, you know, whether it's the, the old school crew or, or, you know, they're whatever reason, you know, that day we had, I don't know, 12 or 15 judges, you know, so not all of them have the same, you know, reason for being there, the same desire to make beer better as everybody else. So unfortunately in that one member's particular experience, you know, I know that the judge that they got, you know, was just filling a seat. And you're always going to have that, you know, especially out of 12 to 15 people, somebody's always going to be there just taking up space. And so that basically what it comes down to, I mean, and, and, you know, I, 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 I try to give the, the feedback where I can, and, and I'm honestly not afraid if they watch this episode, you know, if you're judging a beer competition, if you're there to spend time, uh, you know, picking that best to show beer, take some goddamn time to write down some comments. I mean, why else are you there? You're there to make beer better. Uh, no, I'm, yeah, I'm, better. I'm with you because so, I'm I've been in a similar situation to the example Matt gave, and I feel like I make decent decent beer. You know, not 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 phenomenal, but not terrible. But I, I have submitted some beers where I'm like, 
there's just something on this I don't yep. really like, and I'll submit it and get, you know, one, one to four word. words, yeah, on Honestly, on my they, on my feedback. I, I feel this way about so this is a hobby. Homebrewing is a hobby. You know, we're, we're putting our beer out there to be judged. Uh, you know, as 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 fellow hobbyists, we should be giving our all to you know that feedback to that judging. You know, last year, and it's it, and I'm not I'm not trying to start any any shit shows, but last year's National Homebrew Con was fucking worthless. Um, you know, and those judges gave zero feedback. And there was this there was this subset of Reddit that came out and they were like, "Oh, but you're if you're in the Nationals and you don't need fucking feedback, bullshit." We're all homebrewers, you know, and, and and that could have been my very first beer going to nationals. It, it, there's no fucking checks yeah. and balance. There's no entrance exam or any of that shit that says you have to be here before you get to homebrew. I think this is a hobby, and those judges are judging a fucking, you know, the, it's their hobby, especially for um, right. price. Wait, we're I'm not, not pro, we're not pro brewers. Fucking, if you're gonna judge a, a homebrew comp give goddamn feedback See, so, like, like, as, as as somebody who submitted to that competition my initial thought was there's no way in hell i'm gonna meddle i don't give a shit i'm right. looking for feedback from what's supposed to be the best feedback i can get it's a national i should have yeah. the best and i did not get any feedback zero i was it, I, I will not submit to that competition again ever until they can guarantee me that I'm not only going to get a score, first of all, on my beer, right. but I'm also going to get some feedback from the best. And unfortunately, last year, and nothing. I mean, it was so score, And you didn't get feedback. You didn't get feedback. You didn't get score. You didn't get shit. Um, oh, that's, that's and you spent bullshit. $29 plus shipping. See, that's uh, the thing. Yeah. But, but that's not saying. Yeah. But that's there, why there's we people there that, that just show up. They, they want to get their points. They want to. They want to. They want to increment their fucking thing. You know, they're they're grumpy old bastards. Whatever it may be, uh, you know. And 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 those judges, you know. And I know in this particular case, CBD or CDB, whatever CDM, they didn't even put their fucking <laughs> name on the sheet because yeah. they, they didn't even give a shit that they were there. So shit happens. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Ron. Uh, you got shitty feedback. I, and that's that's what I was well, no, like, and I'm I not... wasn't, and and I'm not trying to call anybody out or anything, but I mean, I'm I, I was just curious because, like I said, you had the opportunity to be like inside of a judging operation that I've never been be able to be a part of. So, you know, like to get such a discrepancy, like what's going on? And I guess you should have figured. out, Like, there's people that are just filling seats. There's always going to be that. Yeah, no, I I will say being part of that, you know, and, and as Brian was part of that. I, I, Brian was focused on judging the whole time. I got to bounce around and see the whole thing. That was a, an exception, right? Everybody there was focused on giving as much feedback as they could, except one or two people. So, well, I like those odds. I mean, that's good. Um, right. And I'm not trying to, so I'm going to say something, and I don't, I don't want this to be me defending the National Homebrew Competition last year uh this because it needs to be it's an it's a it's it's something that has to be better organized and i think that somehow so first it's all volunteer right nobody's getting paid to like judge these beers so a lot of people have a hard time getting to one city in one state 
to judge like 5,000 beers. Um, but two, like that's the way it this year. Yeah. So, but two to like, and so that's why I, I don't like last year's one. That's one reason I don't like last year's format. Um, well, let, let's go over this first. I'm going to keep backpedaling. So in, <laughs> in, I, I want to say this though. Don't pull any punches the National Homebrew Conference. I'm not. No, 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 I'm not. I, I absolutely will not. It we sucked. We paid a yeah. ton of money, and we didn't get anything back from it, and they need to change their fucking format. And, and they're not going to unless enough people bitch. So, so. at a minimum, I think or per beer, per beer, you probably need like 10 minutes uh, for judges to give like reasonable feedback. More than that, preferably. Somewhere between 12 and 15, probably. But like... If, if you have good judges, they can probably give at least like reasonable feedback in 10 minutes per beer. Um, and, and there's two judges per beer and there's 5,000 beers that were entered last year and they were all being judged at, in one facility. Like that's just insane and not doable and stupid. Like in years before that, it was somewhere between like 13 and 15 12. facilities, 12, 12. Yeah. So, so uh, it was it was just one round last year, and beers like continuously moved through uh, like six stages or something like that at one place. Um, in years prior, what would happen is people would ship to the closest judging facility near them, and this judging facility would have, uh, you know, dates. Just, yeah, yeah. whenever worked out best for all the judges that could make it there. And so instead of like. Um, instead of like one huge group of judges that potentially couldn't even make it to this one place, uh, judging the 5,000 beers, you would have maybe like a, a smaller subsect of judges, but still, uh, still dedicated because they could not probably have to drive as far to their quote unquote local facility. Hey, Brian. Uh, to judge like 600 beers or 800 beers. What's up? Well, my, my thing is, is okay, I, I understand what you're saying. It makes a lot of sense to me. But why couldn't they pull off, uh, hey, if you don't make it to the final round or the second round or however, whatever round they or however round they do it, like if you were the first one out, we're not giving you feedback because we don't have the time for that. Like we judged it, try again later. This is our situation. Second, if you get into the second or the final round, we're going to give you some feedback. You know, like if you made it to the second round and not to the, I'm, I'm assuming there's three rounds. Am I right? Isn't it? The, isn't there were six potentially six so, last year. Nationals, so, yeah, yeah. So, so, so you say, Hey, look, the first round, if you are in the first round, you're not getting any feedback. We don't have the time to do that. Like, sorry, but you know, maybe even second round it, but when but we I get argue, to the, I'd argue Matt, that I those don't like are the that. rounds that need the feedback most. That's Absolutely. Exactly. Or, or do it, or or do it in reverse order. Say, hey, if you. But that's it, that's that's kind of what yeah. nationals. But nationals took first round. You only got sheets on first round, and then they give you nothing. You know, I got a good it was beer. Just, Ooh, right, great, I, good beer. And then I got a mark that it moved to the next round, but I didn't get anything from that. So, so only yeah. do you know first round? So so here's the but thing. There, I mean, just we, there's got to be a way to implement a way to get some feedback. There to is those that need it. There is, and so this is the thing. But, but it needed... didn't happen, and that's the it most did not. It did not. Thing. It was it was bullshit, and uh, and it shouldn't have happened like that. And I think that they need to go back to the multiple cities, um, and I think that they maybe if if at all possible, I don't know, but need to 
if if they have a lack of judges right now or something like that, need to split it up maybe between two weekends. Um, I, I think nationals, as big as it is, it's too big to do in one city. You're right. It is. It really is. It needs to go back to multiple yep. cities. And so if so, so we had sixteen. Isn't it doing it that way again this year? They are. They're doing one city. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think that um, probably like forty to fifty judges per. Uh, you know, 12 or 13 judging centers can definitely do all of the beers that would be sent there over the course of two weekends easily. So, and again, I know it's volunteer and some judges would probably have to uh, drive and stuff like that. And that sucks. And so there's no good solution to that right now, except from, except for training new judges, which I'm really pushing for right now locally, but that's a whole other story. Um, but then the first, second, and third from each category from each, uh, judging center gets moved on to, uh, nationals. So, uh, granted that's still a ton of beer that's going to nationals. Uh, you're talking about like, what, like 40 categories, uh, times three beers times 12 judging centers. But, um, it's still way more doable than, you know, five, 6,000 beers all at like one facility. Um, no, I get down to the, the, they shouldn't, it, 5,000 is too much. Um, you what know, it really boils down to is meeting more beer judges. Yeah. That was, that's what I was going to say, but also at the same time, by limiting it to like, I, I'm sorry, if I become a beer judge, I, I'm probably not making it out to fucking Denver but, but could you make it to Grand Rapids? Could you make yeah, it to could, Ann Arbor? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, could you make it, it to? It, it, I could probably even make it to Cleveland. Yeah, like, you're, yeah, you're like absolutely that's, right. That's and, and then the whole thing about you know they this the, it costs money. Oh bullshit! You know they they you know they made I I, I call it bullshit because like Brian keeps saying you know they don't pay these judges anything. They they and most of the time. You know, like us, we did Celebrity Deathmatch, a couple of the other competitions. I know I know the other state competitions that happen in Michigan. You know, those spaces are usually donated. In fact, they're always donated. Um, you know, so all you're paying for is the materials you need to judge that day and food, uh, if you're going to be nice and feed your judges. Um, and and so especially to, to charge $29, um, you know, per entry, if you got 6,000 entries, it's a, a $150,000 you made off of it. And all you're paying for is food and ribbons. Well, well I, again, I, I don't question. mean to, I don't mean to defend the HA and, and, and stuff like I, that. I, but... I, I get it, but, but don't we pay dues? Oh, on, we, top we do on top of dues. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. you're telling me you can't, you can't at least like, um, cover a portion of travel. For anybody that needs to travel there, no, like, hey, I know, well, yeah, I know, <laughs> well, but, yeah, they, but that's they my point. But... Like, if... like the, you're the you're the AHA, and like, you should be holding the most important beer competition in the but... in in the nation. So yeah. why can't you why can't you go between dues and one hundred and fifty thousand dollars? Like, we're gonna take a portion of all these entries because so for... we're getting a shitload of them, and we're gonna make sure we have enough judges. That we can spend enough time. All, to get all it comes down there. to, Matt, is, you know? is this is a money maker for them, and they should they should give it the respect that it should have. So they do. Uh, if you if you judge all, 
don't know, three days, four days. I can't remember. Um, How many beers would you go through? Well, so uh, you, you do get free entry into NHC this year if you judge all the days for So that is not a ton. It's like what, like $250, Yeah. It was like a couple hotel nights. So you're still out money um, if you're judging every day, but it is something at least this year um, for that. But how many beers would you drink? Well, it, if probably like if it depends on how many beers there are in a flight, like if you're if you're doing four flights of like six beers, twenty four, uh, you're you're probably drinking for like eight hours. That's what that's small what small bits. I mean. You're not drinking like whole bottles or anything. You're drinking like I two guess, three ounces at a time. But I guess my my question my question was like you know if you got four days of testing and I don't know how many judges they normally have, but at five thousand you know beers coming in, if you got fifty people coming in, that's a hundred a hundred beers over the course of four days, like. That's not bad. I don't know how many judges they're looking for, but like, you know, it, it wouldn't be wouldn't be too bad to, I don't know, cover something in terms of travel, especially if they're going to continue this single site thing. It's going to increase their number of judges or availability that they have. Yeah. I mean, maybe they have somebody running logistics and, you know, there's just more judges out west. I, uh, maybe that's I, it. Yeah. I wish they'd go back to regional sites. Yeah. There, there are more judges out west. There's a ton of judges out in California, um, yeah, but, but also it's Colorado. Or no, I know, exactly, totally. No, actually, is... this year I thought I believe you're shipping all your beer to Colorado. <laughs> they're are. shipping it to Pittsburgh. Yeah, yep. And you, then they're shipping to Colorado. They drive it to Pittsburgh, and so, that's where the judging is. The fuck is going on with that? Yeah, it's going to be refrigerated shipping, supposedly. But yeah, I'm glad. I'm, glad I'm sorry, but I'm glad I didn't. Uh, it's because submit for that. That's that sounds like all sorts of fucked up. We'll it's like see. the logging industry. Like we're gonna cut shit down they, in Pittsburgh and ship it over to Colorado. I, 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 would, I would like to assume they know more than me, but well, I, I mean, they obviously do. I'm, who the fuck am I? The but, sad thing is, is most of the people that run the AHA are also volunteers. So, so you had your hand up, Matt. I do. Uh, apparently, I'm being beckoned inside. Apparently, it's time for oh, my kids to do no some worries, things man. and no some worries. stuff. We probably um, should have like called this like 40 minutes ago. So. Was probably, <laughs> probably. It wasn't a show about bitching about the AHA and NHC, but uh, <laughs> thanks for thanks for joining us today, Matt. Uh, oh, thanks no, for hosting Big Brew Day. Hey, every year, man. Every year we can do it, and I like I said, we should set up a, a quarterly. Um, maybe event or even, I mean, just, I mean, a couple more times. Uh, I just, I love seeing everybody out. Uh, it's a good time and uh, we brew beer. And uh, so, you know, let's, uh, let's add to what we, what we're doing here. It's awesome. Heck yeah. So, Hell hey, yeah. Uh, thanks for, thanks for having me guys. And uh, cheers from the dark beer from a hands glass. Cheers, and uh, thanks for, thanks for having me. You guys uh, keep on rocking in the free world. All right. Take it easy, man. You too, man. Yeah. Take it easy, Matt. Oh. See ya. So we have gone long, and I do have to get up early to catch a plane. So. Yep. No worries. Uh, sorry for going long tonight. <laughs> Everyone's still listening. If you're listening to the podcast, uh, thanks for 
like probably hopefully sticking around if you're listening to this you obviously did um and if you're in the detroit area come check us out on the 20th for sure absolutely rochester mills production facility uh you'll be able to find us because we'll have a kick-ass banner apparently yeah i <laughs> want to see this banner <laughs> um if you're watching us on youtube like our page subscribe to us uh if you are listening to us on facebook like us follow us if you're listening to our podcast uh leave us a good review uh, or or don't if we suck then we deserve to know so give us feedback too yeah Yeah. feedback is key all right so cheers everyone cheers Cheers. jason jordan have a good flight tomorrow jordan jason jason Jason. down there jason (laughs) all right bye